Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. After you woke up this morning, what was the first thing you did? Did you hop out of bed and brush your teeth? Did you rush to the kitchen and gobble down some breakfast? Whatever it was, try to imagine doing it 1,000 times. Because for some of the characters we'll meet in today's story, that's exactly what happens. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Extraordinary Pinecone. Versions of this folktale come from Estonia and Finland, two European nations separated by the Gulf of Finland. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this tale, including Kelly Jenrett and John Carroll Lynch. Grown-ups, you might know John Carroll Lynch from American Horror Story on Netflix and movies like Fargo, The Founder, and Jackie. Emmy Award nominee Kelly Jenrette has appeared in The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, Netflix's Uncorked, and kids, check out The Adventures of Jimmy the Fly, the book Kelly wrote with her husband, Melvin Jackson Jr. So circle around, everyone, for The Extraordinary Pinecone. It was wintertime in the village far up north. Sparkling snow blanketed the streets and houses like frosting on a cake. And the air was so frigid, the women's cheeks and noses turned bright red, and the men's mustaches and beards turned to ice. One bone-chilling evening, a lone figure appeared at the edge of town. It was a tall, lanky stranger... His gangly body wrapped in a shabby, patched-up coat. His feet laced up in rough, beat-up boots. His hair plastered beneath a tattered woolen cap. The stranger shuffled through the streets, passing house after house. He didn't stop shuffling until he reached the grandest house of all, a mansion on top of a hill. It was the home of the village mayor, A selfish fellow who loved taxing the people and lining his pockets. The stranger lifted his gnarled walking stick and tapped on the front door. At first, nobody answered. But then... Who goes there? A gruff voice barked out from the other side. The mayor's gruff voice. I said, who goes there? And what are you doing interrupting my dinner? The stranger leaned in and spoke through the large, closed door. If you please, sir, I'm a weary wanderer. I've been trudging through the snow all day long, and I can barely feel my toes. I'm looking for a warm place to spend the night, and when I spotted your lovely house on top of this hill, I thought you might have a place for someone like me to... Look, man, don't waste your breath. Now the mayor's voice sounded even gruffer. 
I'm not opening my door to a beggar like you. Now move along. So the stranger turned around and hobbled back down the hill. He soon came to another house, a humble one-room cottage with peeling paint, crooked shutters, and the tinkling sound of laughter ringing through the frosty windows. This time, when the stranger lifted his gnarled walking stick and tapped on the front door, the door swung wide open, answered by a bright-eyed woman wearing a ragged dress. Hello, sir. Gosh, what are you doing outside on such a frigid night? Please, come in. The woman led the stranger into the cramped cottage, where a gaggle of giggling children were gobbling boiled potatoes and nibbling scraps of bread around a rickety wooden table. The stranger noticed the children's overalls and jumpers were every bit as threadbare and faded as the woman's dress was. I thank you for your kindness, madam. After trudging through the snow all day, I'm seeking a warm place to spend the night, but... I can see you don't have room to spare, so perhaps I should just get going Nonsense! The woman took a chipped plate down from the cupboard. You're staying with us tonight and joining us for dinner. We don't have much, but please... She handed the plate to the stranger. Help yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. The next morning, after the children went off to school... The stranger put on his patched-up coat, beat-up boots, and woolen cap, and told the woman it was time for him to go. Really? Leaving so soon? Well, I'm sure you have places to go and things to do. As for me... She motioned toward a pile of folded linen on the table. I have a full day of work ahead. You wouldn't know it from the scruffy stuff my kids and I wear, but I'm a dressmaker by trade. Today, I'm sewing a brand new dress for a customer, and I'm using this linen, provided I have enough of it. Times have been hard, and fabric is so expensive. Anyway, we'll see. The stranger nodded as he picked up his gnarled walking stick. It sounds like you'll be plenty busy, madam. But before you get to work, I'd like to give you something. A small token for everything you've done since I first knocked at your door. He reached his hand into his coat pocket and pulled out a pine cone. This pine cone may look like an ordinary pine cone, but trust me, there's nothing ordinary about it. With this pine cone in your possession, the first work you do each day will be increased by a thousand. The stranger lay the pine cone next to the pile of folded linen and began moving toward the door. The woman was touched by the stranger's gift, if somewhat perplexed. Um, I appreciate the gift, sir. Thank you. The stranger turned and looked the woman in the eye. No, madam. Thank you. Then he pushed the door open and staggered into the snow before disappearing down the road. The woman pinched the pine cone between her fingers. As she turned it around and around, she thought about what the stranger had said. With this pine cone in your possession, the first work you do each day will be increased by a thousand. Could it possibly be true? 
There was only one way to find out. What do you think will happen next? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbr.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Extraordinary Pinecone. Before the break, a kind woman invited a tired wanderer to have dinner and spend the night in the cramped cottage she shared with her children. The next morning, the stranger offered an unusual gift of thanks, a pine cone that he claimed would take the first work you do each day and increase it by a thousand. The woman was a dressmaker by trade, and a customer had just ordered a new linen dress. So the first work the woman planned to do that day was measure her linen to make sure she had enough for the dress. Grabbing her measuring tape, she sat down at the table. Okay. Let's see how much linen we've got here. The woman began unfolding the pile of linen and measuring the fabric. She kept on going, unfolding and measuring, unfolding and measuring, unfolding and measuring. Hmm. Seems I have more than enough linen to make this dress. Way more, actually. Somehow, this pile of linen just keeps going and going. It's like I have a thousand times more linen than when I started. The woman dropped her measuring tape and gaped at the pine cone. My goodness, it's true. The pine cone works. It works. The woman spent the rest of the day unfolding and measuring, unfolding and measuring. By the time her children came home from school, she realized she had enough linen to make clothing for not just one dress, but a thousand. It wasn't long before word of the woman's good fortune spread through the village. Soon, the story of the mysterious stranger and the extraordinary pine cone traveled up the hill to the greedy ears of the mayor. So 
wait a minute. If I would have let that beggar spend the night at my mansion, then that pine cone would be mine? And I could fulfill my every desire? Oh, I must find that vagabond and bring him back. The mayor sent his servants out to look for the stranger, but they couldn't track him down. It was as if he had vanished completely. Well, winter gave way to spring, then summer, then fall, and as the first snow of a brand new season began tumbling from the sky, the mayor heard a familiar tapping on his front door. The mayor barreled to the door and flung it open. And who should be standing there, shivering in his shabby patched-up coat, rough beat-up boots, and tattered woolen cap, but the stranger. Well, hello, friend. Greetings. Salutations. Come in, come in. The stranger followed the mayor into the banquet hall. The dining table reached all the way from one end of the high-ceilinged room to the other and was covered with gleaming silver platters of delicious, delectable foods. Please sit down and help yourself do anything you'd like. And if you don't see what you'd like, my cooks will whip up whatever you ask. Just say the word. After dinner, the mayor led the stranger up a marble staircase to a spacious wood-paneled bedroom. This room is yours, friend. The feather bed is so soft, you'll think you're sleeping on a cloud. And if you need anything during the night, just ring this bell here, and one of my servants will scurry over quick as a wink. The next morning, after a hearty breakfast at the mile-long banquet table, the stranger began putting on his patched-up coat, beat-up boots, and woolen cap. Oh, leaving already, friend? And we were having such a good time. Ah, well, perhaps it's for the best. I do have an awful lot of work to do today. So much work, in fact, that I don't know where to start. My work. The stranger nodded as he grasped his gnarled walking stick. It sounds like you have plenty to do, sir. But before you get to work, I'd like to give you something. A small token for everything you've done since I first knocked at your door. The mayor's eyes glittered as the stranger reached into his coat pocket and pulled out a pine cone. This pine cone may look like an ordinary pine cone, but believe me, there's nothing ordinary about it. With this pine cone in your possession, the first work you do each day will be increased by a thousand. The mayor was too excited to speak. He grabbed the pine cone and waited with trembling hands until the stranger shambled out the door. <laughs> At last, the pine cone is mine. Mine! Now let's take this baby for a spin. The mayor bolted out of the mansion and into the freezing cold air. He didn't even bother putting on his coat or boots. His feet crunched deep in the snow as he hurried toward his counting house, the big square building where he kept all of his money. This is perfect. If the first work I do today will be increased by a thousand, then I'll start by counting my gold coins in the counting house. That way I'll have a thousand times more gold coins than I had to begin with. <laughs> 
the mayor beamed from ear to chilly ear as he scrambled through the snow. But when he got to the counting house, he discovered that the door wouldn't open. Ugh, it's so cold out. The door must have frozen shut. Hmm, maybe if I just fiddle and futz with the handle. So the mayor fiddled and futzed. Then he tweaked and twiddled. Then he yanked and tugged. But the door simply would not budge. This is impossible. I'll just go back to the mansion and order one of my servants to get this blasted thing open. But here's the thing. When the mayor tried letting go of the door handle to go back to the mansion, do you know what happened? Huh? He couldn't. What's going on? No matter how much the mayor tried breaking away from the door, his hands kept fiddling and futzing, tweaking and twiddling, yanking and tugging. And do you know why? Well, think about what the stranger said. Once you have the extraordinary pinecone, the first work you do each day will be increased by a thousand, right? And on this particular day, the mayor's first work wasn't counting coins as he had planned. Instead, it was trying to open a door that was frozen shut. The mayor's work went on all morning, and afternoon, and evening. His teeth shattered, his fingers turned blue, his mustache and beard were covered with ice. But he kept fiddling, futzing, tweaking, twiddling, yanking, and tugging until his one thousand times were up. So, it just goes to show. When you close your door and your heart to a stranger in need, you may very well be left out in the cold. Now it's your turn. How can you show kindness to the people around you? Find a piece of paper and write all the letters of the alphabet, A to Z, with a horizontal line next to each one. Next, go through the alphabet and have a grown-up help you write one act of kindness that begins with each letter. So A might be, ask a loved one how you might help them today. B might be, bring a handmade gift to a friend who's feeling blue. And so on and so on. It might be a little tricky once you get to X or Z, but no worries. Just fill in the blank for as many letters as you can. Then, if possible, Put your written acts of kindness into action. This week's story, The Extraordinary Pinecone, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Catherine Brewer. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has made a black and white illustration for every Circle Round story, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on soundtrack and coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Kevin Corbett, Kelly Jenrette, and John Carroll Lynch. 
John Carroll Lynch made his directorial debut with the 2017 film Lucky. He's appeared in a bunch of movies and TV shows, including Fargo, Zodiac, The Drew Carey Show, and American Horror Story. Emmy nominee Kelly Jenrette has appeared in The Handmaid's Tale, Fuller House, and Uncorked. And kids, check out The Adventures of Jimmy the Fly, the book Kelly wrote with her husband, Melvin Jackson Jr. Our featured instrument this week was the electric guitar. You can learn more about this electrically amplified stringed instrument and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Have you subscribed to Circle Round yet? Grown-ups, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name is Hank, and I'm from San Luis Obispo, California, and my favorite Circle Round story is the elephant tub because I like it, and um, I also have an elephant stuffy. My name's Daniela. I live in Providence, Rhode Island. My favorite store is the hat, the horn, the purse. Hi, my name is Shepard, and I live in San Antonio, Texas. And my favorite circle round is the last whisker, because I like the ball when I take the last whisker. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.